The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Chiefs have a short turnaround this week as they prepare for the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night football. So the day after a dominating win over the Las Vegas Raiders, we heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo as well as offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive end Alex Okafor. We'll go in that order, starting with Spags, followed by Eric Bieniemy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Alex Okafor. Here's Steve Spagnolo under the charges so uh, I'll do the best I can to um, remember what happened yesterday but I'll open it up all right we'll go first to Sam McDowell go ahead Sam hey Steve I think I told you last year we all request that Brad keeps his camera off um, <laughs> Good you, uh, um just because it's a Thursday game and it's such a tight turnaround I wanted to get a little bit into how you prepare for this game I mean do you have to start preparing for this game even before yesterday's game arrives at all yeah, well, to be honest with you, I don't venture down that road at all because from a play caller standpoint, it, it, I've tried it before. It gets confusing. I get jersey numbers mixed up. So I didn't do anything with it. But the rest of the staff was well into it um, Saturday morning, um, maybe even some of the guys Friday afternoon. But they were just putting together things for me. And listen, you know, Dave, Brendan, Matt, all our assistants, they they pretty much know what we're looking for and what I tend to lean towards. So they've kind of gotten me ahead. So basically by the time you arrive today, you've, you've got notes, all that sort of stuff kind of already waiting on you. Yeah. They were, they had it on my desk this morning when I came in here real early. So I started reviewing it. Then we haven't done much with yesterday's game for obvious reasons. Cause this, this comes really quick, but we just got out of a meeting now and we're trying to lay out what we're going to do this afternoon and really into tomorrow morning. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, a couple things. Um, first of all, just as a follow-up on that, um, do you feel like with your experience in these Thursday games that you're as prepared, your assistants are as prepared, the players are prepared as they would be for a, for a Thursday night game as they would have been for a Sunday game? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Well, I'm not so sure you can ever, you know, because you can't get your eyes, Adam, on as much film, obviously, because real quickly here, we have to feed something to the players. But one of the things I talked with the staff about this morning is, and, and I'll talk to the players about this afternoon, is that on like tomorrow, which is Tuesday and Wednesday, which like is a Saturday, we have to be ready to maybe 
tweak, change, add. We wouldn't normally do that during a, a, a normal week. We wouldn't try to add things on a normal Friday or Saturday, but we have to treat this like we're in the game. And at halftime, we made an adjustment. I think the guys just have to have that mindset when the week is really, really short. Okay. And um, this season on defense has been remarkable to me because of the number of guys who maybe were playing well early in the season that all of a sudden are. I think probably after yesterday's game, Mike Hughes has to go in that category, right? Well, what told you that Mike was a good choice to replace Legarius and that he was going to respond uh, yesterday? Well, I tell you what, first of all, with Dave Merritt and Sam Madison do with them, and I've, I've watched Mike this whole season and not one time, you know, even when maybe things didn't go, go great early and he wasn't getting as many reps and Rashad stepped in there, Mike just kept on working. I mean, not one, he was a pro about it. And he knew, I think he knows he's been in the league long enough to know that at some point his number was going to be called and he was ready for it. And I thought he did a really good job yesterday as well. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Coach, <clears throat> second look at, at Justin Herbert, uh, just uh, how far do you feel like he's come in, in these two seasons? And, and, as, and what are the difficulties in, in preparing for what he does? This, this guy, uh, I'll tell you, I am, every time I turn the tape on, I'm amazed at how good he is. Accurate. He's big. He's athletic. Really smart. I mean, he does, he's the whole package. I think, you know, I, it's been a while um, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Derek Kyle. We did a good job yesterday, but this guy um, is going to be a real challenge for us. Um, and I, I know our guys are, uh, expect that uh, he makes that whole thing go. This is one of the elite quarterbacks, in my opinion. Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Steve, uh, three straight games of, of nine points allowed. And you have the six straight of, of 17 or less. You've coached a lot of great uh, defenses. I'm sure you've had stretches like, like this. When was the last time you've had a stretch like this points-wise for, for a defense? Well, I don't uh, – listen, I, I, wanna, I don't want to jinx anything because we want to keep doing it. Uh, in answer to your question, the, the only one that pops in my mind is in 2019, I think we had back-to-back three-point games uh, because I remember somebody saying that it was the first time Andy had had a, a team that had had that. So, listen, that's great. The only thing is, is we can't take it with us for this game. Um, we're hoping to duplicate that. But I, I do think this offense we're getting ready to play is, is one of the better ones we've, we're going to play all year long. I really feel that way. I'm, I'm glad the guys have done what they've done. And when, it all, when it's all said and done, it really does come down to points allowed. That's what we're, that's what we're most, most focused on. Next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up. Coach, a lot of conversation about how your defenses get better. There have been a lot of people that have covered you for quite some time that say, hey, that's one of the things you can count on, a Steve Spagnuolo defense getting better. Um, Why is that? And do you ever look at it and say, well, we're slow starters, right? What's the difference between getting better and, you know, and and, and why you can't say be what you are today there on week one? Yeah, there's a lot to it, but I will say this. I mean, the only reason we're able to do it in any of these years is because of the assistant coaches, in my opinion, um, guys that believe in what we're doing. Um, and then they get their players to buy in and it's rep after rep after rep after rep. I mean, I'm fortunate that in that way uh, that we have guys that have been together and we know that, listen, when we're not doing well, we know why. And our coaches get it fixed. And that's the greatest thing about having the crew that we have. I'm talking about the coaches. And then you just add to that players that embrace it they don't they don't give up they don't give in they don't point fingers that has been 
those two elements have been the biggest thing and the reason we've been able to do what we do. We just got to continue to do that. And how, um, I don't know if excited is the right word, right? You like your job, so I'm sure you're excited for every team that you play. But first time around, no Frank Clark, no Charvarius Ward, no Willie Gay. And, of course, Melvin Ingram wasn't on the team. A uh, <laughs> lot, lot more, uh, you know, clubs in the bag to, to attack this time? Yeah. Uh, Serena, if, until you had just said that, I hadn't even realized that, quite really, in, in all honesty. Um, well, I hope that tips it the other way then because I – we certainly need to play better defense than the last time we played them. Um, but I, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with how good they were, not necessarily the guys we had out there, but um, I'm hoping that we can continue to do what we're doing and, you know, function as a unit uh, and go out there and try to help our organization win a game. We've got time for two more. We'll go Matt, Derek, and then Herbie. Go ahead, Matt. Hey coach, appreciate your time on a short week. Sure. Um, I want to go back to Saturday when you get the, the tragic news about Legarius and his family and what kind of, what's the timeline for you as far as, you know, changing your game plan and, and getting it so that guys like Mike Hughes and, and Tyron are, are ready to step in and, and take some of his duties and change your game plan essentially in 24 hours. Yeah. First of all, my heart goes out to Legarius. I, I love that young man. I know he's going through a hard uh, time right now. It happened quick. Um, we're fortunate in that we have a guy like Tyron who can, listen, we asked him to do a lot of things and we asked him to go play nickel where he didn't get hardly any reps during the week. Um, and it was exciting to, that we got Rashad Fenton back that helped. And we didn't know whether we were going to get him or not until really till Sunday morning, yesterday morning. So I would just credit all of the guys rallying around together, uh, along with the coaches that the coach on the back end there, Dave and Sam in getting that done because that wasn't easy. And certainly our D-line, I think, took it upon themselves knowing that there were some moving pieces back there uh, to take control of things up front. And they did that right from the beginning. So it was great to see. We'll go last to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. It's noon now, so I can say good afternoon. <laughs> okay, you're, you've got it. 12.01 on my clock. So <laughs> sort of a follow-up to, uh, to Matt, because Matt actually stole my question there, but you, you mentioned the, the quick turnaround there with Matthew playing the slot and something being limited last week, short week this week. If he's able to put in full practices, how much does that adjust what you want to do in that slot cornerback if Fenton can go? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got we to check out and see where Rashad is right now. So it is, it's all, all more of a challenge with the short week. Um, Coach Reed does a great job with taking care of these guys as we segue through these next couple of days. So there'll be a lot less on their bodies from a physical standpoint. And right now it's really just mental. Let's see who we can line up in certain spots to have it mentally, who has the foundation of reps in a certain position uh, and then go forward. Uh, again, I would go back to crediting those guys on the back end for doing what they did yesterday in a short period of time. It was really, uh, listen, it was concerning for me going in. I mean, that's just how you are as a coach, right? When all of a sudden you lose one of your best players, uh, but they, you know, next guy stepped up and, I thought a bunch of guys did a nice job back there. Coach Bags, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay. My pleasure. We talked to Josh Gordon after the game yesterday, and he mentioned that he's dealing with some self-doubt just in the fluidity of his movements. I wonder, first of all, you can tell me how you coach a guy who's dealing with that. And, and second of all, I know it's just one play, but do you feel like a touchdown can maybe ease some of that self-doubt? Oh, yeah. I feel a touchdown can, can bring a lot of <laughs> – happiness and a lot of uh take a lot of pressure off and the thing about it 
you know, it's, it's, it's kind of strange that he said that because I thought the past two weeks, he's moved better than what we've ever seen him move. And, you know, and you got to understand the kid hasn't played football in a while. So everybody wants him to be something, though. Know, it's a process. And so I think he's taking the necessary steps to be exactly right where he needs to be at the right particular time. And I tell you what, it, it was great seeing him get in the end zone yesterday. That was a great feeling. And it was an emotional uplift, not just for him, but did you see how all the guys rallied around it? Because they're happy for him, you know, and that's, that just goes to show you the type of team and type of players that we have in this organization. Oh, we'll go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Go GB. I know that there's been a little bit of a, a boosted emphasis on getting the running backs involved, be it called runs or short passes out of the backfield. How do you feel like, that type of thing is maybe opening things like the 44 yarder to Hardman or the 30 plus yarder to Hill later on in the game. You know what I think, first of all, Greg Lewis is doing a heck of a job with them, with those guys. And please do not share that with Greg because I'd never hear the end of it. And he will not be quiet for the rest of the week, but he's doing a heck of a job with those guys. And it's good seeing these guys get involved, not only in the run game, but also in the pass game, you know, and, these guys are maximizing all opportunities and they're making the most of it. But on top of that, the run game has been consistent because it's opening up things down the field. You know, what a great job by uh, McCole on the double move, you know, and um, hell, Tyreek and, and Kels just doing their thing on a consistent basis. So we're satisfied with the guys, but we still understand that we still have a lot of things that we can continue to work on and to improve upon, especially this week with the challenge that we're going to be presented with uh, with Mr. Bosa being back and healthy. <laughs> we'll go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Eric. Uh, last time around against the uh, the Chargers, you got a few games this year where you, you've come out afterward and said, hey, we were moving the ball. We just shot ourselves in the foot. Was that kind of the poster child for for, for that game this year and, and the game you'd like to have back the most and one I guess you kind of maybe do get to have back this week? You know what? Obviously, there's you always want to, have an opportunity to take games back. But I will say this, that game was probably a valuable learning lesson for us. Because first of all, it just goes to show you when you take the little things for granted, how things can come back and bite you right in the tail. And so one thing that we focus on, and I think we've done a great job of, and we have to continue this, is protecting the football. If we protect the football, we're giving ourselves a chance. On top of that, if we eliminate the penalties, we're giving ourselves a chance. So I told our guys throughout the course of this year, you know, although we've had these tough losses, if we handle it the right way by learning and focusing on the fundamentals, it could be beneficial for us later on. And it's starting to pay dividends. We've got two more. We'll go Darren and then Seren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Brad, I'll have a, a follow-up to this one. Uh, Coach, going back to uh, Josh Gordon, was it was it a concerted effort to try to make sure that you all got him into the end zone uh, yesterday? I, I, you know, and then based off of that, uh, do you foresee him being more uh, more involved in the offense where Patrick is looking for him as much, or if not as much, as uh, Tyreek and Kelsey? And I do have a follow-up. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's always been a concerted effort for us to get him in the end zone. It's just whenever that opportunity can present itself. And I thought he did a heck of a job of making the play. And the thing that I loved about him, not only did he make the play, it was just a celebration with the guys of seeing them go out there and be just as excited as he was. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy for him. But uh, 
each and every week, Darren, the challenge is to make sure that we can get him involved. And obviously with some of the things that have worked out, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, but it's not anything intentional or unintentional that we're doing. You know, we want him to go out there and have the success that he can have, you know, but uh, the thing is, is we we're running our system. And the thing is, is, you know, all of our guys are involved and, do we want Josh to go out there and have a hundred yard receiving game? Of course we do. And we're hoping that that happens sometime in the very near future. Uh, and secondly, this is a couple of things different from the first game that you all played against the Chargers versus what we're seeing now. You all had four turnovers, didn't force any. We saw yesterday where the team uh, uh, created five turnovers and created opportunities, more opportunities for the offense. Um, how important will that be in Thursday night's game? But then also you all rush. 186 yards in that in that in that first game do you see the running game being more uh more of a uh, um you know of a main factor in Thursday well one thing we always discuss if you if we protect the football I like our chances I think we give ourselves a great chance of winning on top of that if we can eliminate the penalties I think we're giving ourselves a chance obviously it's always good when you can run the football why it takes a lot of pressure off the passing game I thought the guys did a heck of a job. Kudos to the O-line. On top of that, the tight ends and the receivers in the back end because it's not just the guys up front. It's everybody collectively as a whole. And I thought the backs did a good job of hitting the holes. But when it's all said and done with, we just need to continue to stay the course. Okay, we got to focus on the details that are necessary for us to, to have the success that we want. And like I said throughout, you know, this entire season, we were going through those tough times. You know, if we can continue to handle those situations, they're going to be valuable lessons for us because you never want to feel like we did in those particular moments because we felt we lost the game more than some of those teams won the game. But that's a part of the nature of this business. You can't take anything for granted. We'll go last to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. And Coach, I have a quick follow-up. Uh, just first of all, we heard kind of uh, Sam McDowell asked um, – uh, Coach Spagnuolo about the short week, right? Like, how do you cram 15 pounds into a 10-pound bag this week? Like, <laughs> you, was it, we get a little bit done last week, you know, no sleep? Like, how do you make it all work? Well, here's what you do. First of all, you have some of your assistants start working ahead, okay? And they start putting together the base game plan and just getting ideas together. And so, you know, and that way the bulk of the stuff is is done. Uh, I know myself, uh, Coach Reed came in here last night, you know, watched a few things just to make sure we can get back and figure out who the charges are and erase what we just uh, did yesterday with the Raiders. But uh, so you have guys working ahead and then we got a good jump on them last night. And then and then you utilize all the things, the tools that, you know, from the previous time that we played them and understanding the type of system, the defensive scheme that the coach runs. And then you just utilize, you put the plays together, and then you go from there. But is it tough? Yeah, it's tough on everyone. But it makes it better when you're playing against <laughs> an AFC West opponent because you have some familiarity. Okay, and then we saw Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen made it through the game, but obviously got banged up in it. Lamar Jackson didn't make it through the game. Um, you know, what, what, what's, what's the edict? Uh, what do you and Andy say to Patrick Mahomes? Like, is there, like – you get down by this point, you know, like, like, like how do you protect the, the, the guy, uh, you know, who's got the ball in his hands the most? Uh, well, I, I remember yesterday when he took off running and I'm on the sideline yelling, slide, slide, slide. And he lets this guy fits him up with the perfect tackle. 
I'm like, man, listen, we don't want you showing up in anybody clinic, defensive clinic tapes on how to make the perfect tackle. We want you showing up on all the correct offensive tapes on the correct way to slide. I'm like, man, we don't need you to be the hero. And he understands that. Uh, I think he just got caught up in the moment. But the thing that we just want him to do is just make sure he's taking care of himself and not allowing that, not allowing his competitive nature all right, to get caught up in the moment. Coach EB, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great week. You too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You just heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Now we'll finish things up with defensive end Alex Okafor. Hey, Alex. Uh, talking with Steve Spagnolo last week, something that he is obviously very fond of is the defensive rotation along the line and, and keeping fresh legs. As one of the elder statesmen in the room, how much of a point of it is it to make sure that there's chatter about absolutely no drop-off from, from that starting unit when you guys maybe take the field there? Right, right, right. And that's the, uh, to be honest, that's the key to a dominant D-line is just once you sub the second unit in, there's no drop-off. Like, you attack from all angles, you attack from all units, and that's what we take pride in that in that room, and we've, we've taken pride in that room since I've been here, since 2019, and is continued, and I think we've just elevated that each and every week. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Alex, uh, I know you guys got some uh, tough news last week with Legereus Sneed and the and the, the tragedy with his brother. Um, Coach Spagnuolo talked a little bit about how that, you know, from just a football standpoint, there's obviously the emotional part, which I'm sure continues, everyone continues to deal with, but from a football standpoint, having that script kind of flipped right there at the end, right? He's such a good player. What, what, what was said maybe along the defensive line, right? Pressure, pressure and coverage work hand in hand. Was there maybe a little bit uh, more inspiration for the guys up front because of uh, knowing that you had to make that change at the end and what was going on there with the uh, D backfield? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Um, we're confident in the depth across all units in the D line, whether that's D line, whether that's linebackers, whether that's DBs. It's that next man up mentality. So we knew we'd be fine. Most importantly for us, man, we were just feeling for our brother, man. He was he was down. He was hurting. And that's what was on our mind, man. Football was separate. To be honest, I don't think anybody had any uh, football thought when it came to LJ missing the game. It was just more about his mentals, his, his well-being, and, and that's what we were concerned about. Let's go next to Herbie Teofi. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Alex, what's going on, man? My dog, what's going on? <laughs> hey, obviously the season didn't start out as well for you guys defensively. What gave you uh, the confidence that you would be able to turn it around to what we're seeing now? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember doing an interview with the media, I think right after the Tennessee game, and somebody asked if there was panic within the facility, and I said no. And a lot of people didn't like that response. Back then, the reason why I said no is because we we had solutions. We just had to execute those solutions. And I think now we're starting to see that execution and it's starting to come into fruition. And, you know, we're just proud of what we're putting on tape right now. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, yo, hope, hope all is well with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you all still think that you can keep this type of momentum going on? I mean, obviously the defensive line is healthy. Looking at the first game you all played against the Chargers, you weren't able to force turnovers. You weren't able to give the offense uh, extra possessions. How do you keep the momentum going with what you all have been doing over the last six weeks? Um, I think the most important thing for us is just to continue to get better each week. Um, early in the season when we were losing games early, we were saying, listen, forget the outcome, forget the results. We just need to continue to get better each and every week. And we got the talent, not only in our room, but on this team to be where we want to be. And I think we've kind of kept that mentality throughout the whole season. Just, you know, focus on us, focus on getting better each and every week. And it sounds crazy, but, you know, I don't think we're playing our best ball yet. Like we're playing at a very, very, very high level, but I think we can continue to get better. There's still plays that we leave on the field and, you know, we take pride in that and we're going to continue to chase those plays. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Alex, thanks for doing this. Um, I wanted to ask you how pass rushing techniques and how you're rushing alongside your teammate sort of evolves as the season progresses and how you feel like that's gotten better uh, the most especially during the six-game winning streak. Right, right, right. Um, you know, it takes time to kind of feel what what type of rusher everybody is on the D-line. Uh, for the most part, this unit has been together for a long time, so we kind of feel each other. But I think you're starting to see Melvin, a new guy on the team, kind of feel what every rusher is doing. I think he had a sack yesterday off of wrapping off Chris, and that wasn't a called game. It was just, you know, a field type of, you know, aspect. And, um, you know, for him and for everybody else, I think we're just, you know, kind of gluing together and kind of filling off each other, and it's showing on the field. We'll go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Alex, uh, you had a big play on Sunday, that forced fumble on that hit on Derek Carr. Walk us through that play. Um, I think I uh, tried to hit Parker with a cross chop. Uh, didn't work, so I spun right back around and I think Carr rolled out to my side and it's one of those plays you dream of where it's like oh he doesn't see me and he's running so I get to hit him as hard as I possibly can without a flag so it was just one of them plays where it's like everything is coming together and it's a dream come true for a G uh for a D lineman and uh you know it, it showed up big yesterday. Alex that's all we've got for you today appreciate you taking the time for us. Thank you. All right see ya. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll have McCall coming in next.